Welcome to God's Acre On The Go, a worship podcast of the Congregational Church of New Canaan in New Canaan, Connecticut. To learn about the life of our church, our in-person ministries, and the virtual connections and offerings available, please visit us at www.godsacre.org. Now, wherever you are, wherever you are going, we welcome you to worship. Church family, this is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to God's Acre on the Go, wherever you happen to be. Wherever you're traveling, know that we're so grateful you're tuning in. Uh, Today, we will be focusing on a passage in Ephesians that uh, focuses on the fruit of the Spirit, uh, that which uh, is born within us when the Spirit of God is within us. And one of our Raymond Fellows and beloved uh, member of our church, Zach Carroll, will be offering the Word. But before we get to that, please prepare your hearts and minds to receive the Word of God as we listen to What Wondrous Love Is This. What wondrous love is this, O my soul, O my soul? What wondrous love is this, O my soul? What wondrous love is this that caused the Welcome, God's Acre family. Thank you for joining us on this podcast today, wherever you may be listening from. Our scripture is going to be Galatians 5, verses 22 through 25. That's Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 through 25. And it reads, 
By contrast, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against such things. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also be guided by the Spirit. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. It's wonderful to be joining with you for this Memorial Day weekend. When the weather outside is beautiful, our family and friends will be gathered around, and our community will be connected through our local parade, walking behind the children, going to remember those who have given their lives and acts of love for this country and for us. What they did has produced an outsized result that will forever impact our safety and our ability to live life as we want to. I think it's fitting, then, that we're talking this week about the fruit of the Spirit, about things such as love and joy and faithfulness, or may I say fidelity. Because on Memorial Day weekend, we are remembering men and women who honored such virtues in their life. And though even they may have been doing what they thought was just their duty, they were doing small acts day in and day out that ultimately resulted in a large sacrifice that has now affected all of us. Now, when we come to this passage, I think most of us would say that we want to exhibit the fruit of the Spirit. Which of us would not say that we want to be loving or peaceful or joyful or faithful or gentle or to be self-controlled? But the truth is, doing these practices, exhibiting these virtues, in our life is much different than commending them. You see, sometimes I can get a bit overwhelmed by this passage. Sometimes I can look at all these and I can focus on the ways in which I fall short. I know in my life, sometimes I have a tendency to turn the fruit of the Spirit into commands that I need to keep. And so instead of feeling liberated by this good news that the Apostle Paul writes to us, instead I feel burdened by it. I feel burdened by not being faithful enough, or not being self-controlled, or not being gentle enough, or not being kind as I should be. Maybe it's an internal voice of guilt for us. Or maybe sometimes it's external voices that tell us what difference will being loving or joyful or peaceful make when so much chaos and grief and heartache is happening around us. But I think it's important to notice one little part of this passage, and that is the fruit of the Spirit. You see, growing up in church, I often heard that this passage was about the fruits of the Spirit. You may have heard that as well. And usually, we think of these nine virtues that Paul lists out as different individual fruits of God's Spirit, so that if we are living a faithful and spiritual life, we need to have each and every one of these. But it's quite clear in our English text, and in the Greek text as well, that Paul is talking about 
one fruit of the Spirit. There aren't many fruits of the Spirit, but one fruit of the Spirit. There aren't many different virtues that any faithful person must display all the time in their life. There's one fruit of the Spirit. One sort of way to live a faith-filled and spiritual life that exhibits at different times and different ways these sorts of virtues. And so I would invite you to remember and keep in mind that this passage is good news. It's not trying to burden you down with all the things you must do. Instead, it's an invitation of liberation. To think that you can initiate yourself into the divine life, into the life living after God's own spirit, by participating in any one of these attributes of the spirit. You see, I would argue that what Paul is trying to say is that a faith-filled life or a spirit-filled life is shown when we exhibit any one of these virtues in our life. And when we jump in and do just one of them, even though we may think we're not being fully faithful or as spiritual as someone else, When we just jump in and exhibit one of them, we begin to gain not only joy, but then also peacefulness. Or maybe not only patience, but also love and gentleness. We aren't expected to keep all of these all at one time. We're invited to begin with just one. It's a simple idea that also works in other areas of our life. That one small act or one small substance can produce an outsized result. For many of us who are in the financial sectors industry, maybe we can think of compound interest. How a rather ordinary amount of money through stewardship and perseverance and time can grow into something that is double, triple, quadrupled, or even having a bigger return. This small act, this small bit of money at the beginning is multiplied over and over producing an outsized result. Now maybe, maybe many of you could relate to a different example, that of bread baking and yeast. Now I don't know too much about bread baking. I've tried it once or twice. I think many of you as listeners might have had either experience with it during the pandemic in the past few years or had somebody in your family who did. But even though I don't know much about bread baking, I know one thing. That for most breads, you need just three simple ingredients. You need water. You need flour. And then what else do you need? You need yeast. A small substance, sometimes just having a tablespoon of it for an entire loaf of bread. You put yeast into the flour and the water, and the yeast is alive. It eats the sugar in the flour. It produces carbon dioxide and alcohol, and the result of that is that gases are created. That carbon dioxide is trapped, creating air bubbles, and that's what causes the bread to rise and become airy. Now maybe what Paul is talking about in this passage today is that there's one fruit of the Spirit. And when we engage in any sorts of these behaviors, when we engage in love or in peacefulness or in gentleness, 
that acts as a sort of spiritual yeast in our lives. Our faith, then, becomes a sort of leavening for who we are and for who we are to others. So that by doing seemingly small good deeds or simple deeds in just one of these virtues, we begin to grow the others as well. And over time, we can see how the fullness of the fruit of the Spirit has been grown in our life. Let's take, for the sake of an example, the virtue here of love. How can seemingly small or simple or ordinary acts of love inculcate in us or display in us a whole other range of these virtues? How can it grow into the fullness of the Spirit or the fruit of the Spirit? I think here, first off, maybe a relationship. When me and my wife, Emma Ray, were about to get married, we were lucky enough to be able to get advice from other married couples. And one couple who had been married for a while told the story of how they had been in a point in their life where their relationship had kind of plateaued. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't necessarily great. It was just humming along. Until one of the spouses decided and determined to just do a simple act of love. Not to do some extraordinary act, or not to change all of their life, but to do one simple act of love. To hold their partner's hand, and to go on a walk together. And at the end of that walk, the other partner looked at them and said, when did you decide to love me again? You see, that small act, that determination to exhibit love, started to grow patience for one another, and kindness for one another, and rekindle gentleness that had been there before, but that hadn't grown for a while. Maybe love for us is remembrance of a person, or love and care for our community, or our society. And so whether we start small with a walk in honor of a loved one, maybe a run that we engage in, in honor of a community. Maybe it's a hospital that we volunteer in or donate to or some other civic institution, but we start with a small or simple or ordinary act of love that then produces ripples. It has a ripple effect on the rest of the community. It creates trust. It creates hope. It creates joy in others. So that what started out as just love becomes something greater. And especially on this weekend, on Memorial Day, we witness how the love that the men and women who died for our country, how their love has now created security, has now created a life for us. I bet at some point many people who sacrificed their life in the armed services had to reflect on the love that they had for their family, for their friends, for their community, maybe for the values and ideals that we uphold, or for their faith. And in choosing to prioritize that love and commit to defending our country, they then gained self-control. They gained faithfulness or fidelity to their duty. And they saw it out to the very end. Certainly, each and every small or simple or ordinary act of love that they displayed and exhibited has created an overwhelming impact on us today. 
to my fellow brothers and sisters, God's Acres family. I invite us now to live fully in the Spirit of God, to grow in ourselves the fruit of the Spirit of God. And when you don't know how to do that, or you don't know what to do, just take a step and start somewhere. Start with a decision to be more loving, or to be more joyful, or to be a person of peace at your work, or maybe to have self-control where you're going to the coffee shop. Knowing that the decision to start small or start with one will bring forth the rest of them in time. Knowing that your decision to enact one of these virtues in your life will have ripple effects upon both your personal faith formation and the lives of those around you. Knowing that by doing just one of these things, even if you think your actions mean just a little, I assure you, they will come to mean a lot. Amen. Now will you join me in a moment of prayer? Lord, we come before you today, grateful for the opportunity to read your word, to hear about these aspects of the fruit of the Spirit. Help us to be joyful in knowing that we are invited in to display these virtues throughout the entirety of our life. Help us to see in your exam the example of your Son, Jesus Christ, how these virtues can be enacted in our lives. Help us to remember those who have come before, who have already displayed many of these behaviors, some even giving their life for their country, for their community, and for us. And Lord, we ask that you give us wisdom to live and to go about our lives on this very day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you for joining us for Worship on the Go. To support this podcast and the ministries of our church, please consider making a contribution by clicking the Give button in the top right on our website, www.godsacre.org, or within today's email. God bless you and have a wonderful week.